Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. It is episode number 50 of the Rosie Report. We have reached the half-century mark. Jim Rosenhouse along with you for our regular season roundup fight weekend edition as the Guardians and White Sox had a highly spirited series over the weekend. And uh, one of the certainly memorable moments of the season was the bench-clearing brawl, which you don't like to see very often, but this one was something else as Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson squared off in a memorable battle that uh, will be talked about for quite some time. And we'll hear the call from Tom Hamilton in just a little bit and also some post-game comments from Tito on that. We'll also visit with Matt Foreman, the assistant general manager for the Guardians, with the trade deadline having come and gone. Uh, Things shaking out a little bit. We'll get Matt's perspective on what the rest of the season looks like for Cleveland. But first, a look back at the weekend. Guardians returning home. They won Friday night against the White Sox 4-2. They dropped the next two, 7-4 Saturday night, 5-3 Sunday Who would remember the final score, though, on Saturday? Because in the sixth inning, this is what happened. Posey again awaits the 2-2 pitch from Kopech. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a five to one Chicago lead, but Everybody from the dugouts and the bullpens congregated around second base. You never see Jose Ramirez get upset like that. And Tim Anderson was on the wrong side of that punch. And we'll see how this is all sorted out. Jose went in with a head first slide, and it was a bang bang play at second. Not sure what was said that prompted it, but Hosey popped up immediately. He said something. The next thing you know, Anderson squared off, and Jose Ramirez decked him. And now Anderson's being dragged to the first base dugout. Now, Tim Anderson doesn't want any advice right now, but the advice would be don't mess with Jose Ramirez. You've already learned once the hard way. Everybody else, for the most part, is just kind of standing around. Well, the fans that came for Rock and Blast, and now here we go again. It's at the mound, and the manager 
Tito Francona and Pedro Grafal pointing fingers at each other and being separated. And everybody now goes to the pitcher's mound. So this escalated after it de-escalated. And now the two managers are now, we got another scrum at the first base foul line. And here comes another blast. Gonzalez trying to get in it. And we have got scrums all over the field breaking up in different areas around the first base foul line. And this is one of the few times you're truly seeing a baseball brawl. It was absolute mayhem for about 15 minutes on the field. And after the game, Terry Francona talked about what happened and, and what he thought might have precipitated all the activity on the field. Oh, boy. I, I, I'm not sure I know everything. Um, you know, or before it started, I know that Anderson was yelling at Arias because, I mean, the um, you could, I think the umpire went and told him to knock it off. And then when Hosey slid in the second, I think Hosey felt like he kind of stood over him. You know, and things got, got away from everybody. No, I don't think very impressive. I know guys didn't like he knocked him off the bag last night and just kind of his hand. How much do you think, you know, like that? I, I don't know. It's not supposed to. Um, I, I, re I really don't know. Look like you were yelling at their manager. Well, I, I think it was, think he was more yelling at me and then I kind of yelled back. So I don't you even guys got ejected. I didn't get ejected out there. He did. I got ejected after. I think I got ejected because of what I did last night. Because I didn't get ejected when I was out there. You don't know if you got ejected? No, I did afterwards when they came over. <laughs> Those things are so dangerous. I mean, with just bodies swirling all over. What do you try to do in, in, in the midst of that? No, I mean, when you're my age, you're just tr trying to help. You know, I... I mean, I didn't appreciate the fact that I thought I thought Anderson, you know, once he had like 11, 12 guys in between them, that's when he started. Yeah. yeah, and I said something to him. I think that's probably what their manager was yelling about. But you know, it's 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 hard because it's hard to let somebody speak to you like that and and not say anything. So that's emotions. That's that's the way. That, that's that's okay. What do you think of uh, Jose's left hook? Right hook. Right hook. Right. You know, it's not, it, it's really, it's not funny, but when I came in, I'm listening to Hammy, it's hard not to chuckle. I mean, it's, but, you know, again, it's not funny, but boys will be boys. Yes. Say it again. Uh, Jose, your, your rookie going into that game in that moment, first major league debut to replace Jose Ramirez. We didn't have anybody else. I mean, I think he's probably thrilled. You know, he's you know he's going to get a chance to get a couple of bats and 
get in the game. I don't think he cares how. He's probably excited. Did you feel that building at all, Tito? No, not really, except that I did know that there were some things going between he and Gabby that I don't think our guys probably appreciated. So is that how, the whole game or just it was it was going on. It was I mean when they're when the umpire tells them to knock it off, said some things he probably shouldn't have. So that's Tito's comments after the game on Saturday, and it remains to be seen. We still have not received word from Major League Baseball on suspensions, but they most likely are coming for quite a few, including Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. So that's the weekend against the White Sox. The Guardians will head into play on Monday, four and a half games now behind the front-running Minnesota Twins in the American League Central Division. They were busy at the trade deadline as they moved Ahmed Rosario, Josh Bell, and Aaron Savali. And uh, they did receive some prospects in return. Also, Noah Syndergaard in return. And uh, there were some things that will look good from a salary standpoint as well moving forward. But uh, we had a chance to catch up with Matt Foreman, the assistant general manager of the Guardians, and talk to him about those trades and and what it means both short-term and long-term and how the team has adjusted after the trade deadline had come and gone, and the team returned home to Cleveland to start a new homestand. Yeah, I think so, Rosie. Um, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of uh, emotions around the the trade deadline, and since then, uh, we had an off day on Thursday, a win last night on Friday, and I think um, things have settled a bit. Um, certainly, you know, anytime there are players um, coming or going, that can be disruptive to a clubhouse. And, um, you know, this is a really resilient group, and, and I'm excited to see the way they, they come together and play the rest of the way. And when you look at, at what the team did at the trade deadline and, and a little bit earlier than that with Ahmed Rosario, um, I've talked in the past with, with Mike Chernoff about wind, a window and, and that type of thing, and, and he says we try not to think about it in those terms. So when you look at, at this particular point in time, uh, how does what the team did at the trade deadline this year factor into to being a, a real good contender, whether it's this year or next season. Yeah, I think your uh, your comments referencing what Mike had said are exactly right. Where I think we're reluctant to put labels on where um, our team is. Um, you know, labels can become self fulfilling, and that's the last thing that we want. I think our goal is to do whatever we can to build a, a championship caliber team that has a chance to to win the World Series. And sometimes um, that means we you know we end up making difficult choices, but you know, all of those choices are aligned toward building competitive teams in an effort to, to win the World Series. And when you look at, at building a team, uh, the success the organization has had in trades in the past has been excellent. Free agency, I think, for every team in baseball has been, can be, be hit or miss. And, and I think we saw that this offseason with Josh Bell and Mike Zanino no longer with the ball club. What makes it so fickle, the, the free agency end of it, not just for Cleveland, but for every team in baseball? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, free agency is is an inexact science. Um, you know, the teams that that win the off season aren't necessarily the teams that have the most competitive years. Uh, certainly, you know, we were excited to bring um, you know Mike Zanino and Josh Bell into our environment and um, did as much homework as we as we could to get to know them and thought that they'd be really good fits on our on our team. Um, you know, with with both guys, I'm not sure that we saw the level of consistency that they would have wanted um, and. And to your point, it's it's just an inexact science where I think we'll, you know, reflect on our process of of um, 
of how we're getting to know free agents. But the goal, again, is to find the, the best fit that helps our team competitively um, you know, and, and fits into the clubhouse. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Matt Foreman after this timeout. Welcome back to Guardians Warm-Up. Matt Foreman joining us, Guardians Assistant General Manager. And, uh, Matt, we like to, to focus on a player uh, every now and again, uh, maybe weekly. But uh, tonight, uh, Brian Rocchio is up with the ball club. Uh, he's been up and back a couple of different times. Young shortstop, who I know the organization is very high on. Uh, take us back to when you signed him back in 2017 as, as just a young guy out of Venezuela. What were some of the challenges with, with that part of it, where he was from, and then what, did, what do you think the organization saw in him then that, that could lead him to this spot? Sure, and I think tying this into the, into the trade deadline, you know, um, we made some moves to the deadline that will create opportunities for young guys um, to get some playing time in the second half, and, and we're excited to provide those guys with, you know, with playing time that, that they can take advantage of. With Brian, you know, he, he um, was born and raised in, in Venezuela, trained most of his baseball career in Venezuela, but, but late in his uh, scouting process, he actually ended up uh, going over to the Dominican Republic, which is where our scouts got to know him really well. Um, you know, he's a later developing guy physically and late to the scouting scene, but our scouts got to got to know him and got to see him um, over a variety of, of settings. And I think he earned the nickname the professor with our scouting group for his you know baseball IQ, his advanced understanding of of the game, and um, you know certainly that's translated over the years in terms of his his skills and tools. Um, excited for him to to have this opportunity in, in the big leagues now and and continue to flourish. And you mentioned a smaller frame at a young age. Uh, is that the, the beauty of, of what a scout can see is how he might grow into his body a little bit and then fill out and then all the other good things that you mentioned? Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely the case with um, players in the draft. You know, they're, they're 18 to 21 typically. Players internationally, they sign at, at 16 years old, and certainly they're not at their physical, uh, their physical peak. And so uh, part of our scouting staff's job is to to um, assess what the frame might be able to come. And then part of our player development staff's job is to, to help the player reach that physical capacity um, to maximize his skills on the field. Well, we'll keep an eye on Brian Rocchio as he gets a chance to develop here at the major league level. Matt, always good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rosie. That's Matt Foreman, the assistant general manager for the Guardians. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup, episode number 50 in the books. We'll catch up with you next time. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for downloading and listening to The Rosie Report.